Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, September 20th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The submarine deal and the new security pact between the U.S., the U.K., and Australia continues to rattle global leaders. And as gas prices continue to surge, the U.K.'s biggest energy groups have asked their government for emergency help. Plus, we'll talk to our global China editor about Beijing's crackdown on its big technology companies and what the political end game is. The main impetus behind all of the new laws, the new grabs, you know, into companies like Ant Group are all motivated by this obsession with control that the Chinese Communist Party has. I'm Jess Smith, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The new security partnership between the U.S., the U.K., and Australia continues to ripple around the globe. The agreement is aimed at countering China's influence in the region. China lashed out immediately, describing it as playing geopolitical games. France is furious because it means Australia is reneging on a 50 billion Australian dollar deal to buy French submarines. France has recalled its envoys to the U.S. and Australia and derided the U.K. as a fifth wheel on the coach. Washington, meanwhile, is making an effort to de-escalate the diplomatic crisis. Yesterday, U.S. President Joe Biden asked for a call with French President Emmanuel Macron. The gas crisis in the UK and Europe continues to worsen. Yesterday, the UK's biggest energy groups asked the government for an emergency package worth billions of pounds to help them survive surging gas prices. Today, Britain's business and energy secretary is due to meet with energy suppliers to discuss the crisis. Prices have tripled since the start of the year to record highs. And last week, two fertilizer plants in the UK suspended production as a result. Here's the FT's energy editor, David Shepard. This started at the tail end of winter. Winter carried on in much of the Northern Hemisphere deep into April this year, meaning people kept the heating on. We burned through more gas than we normally would and and drew down a lot of storage. But what would normally happen is that over the summer months, when people turn the central heating off and, and stop burning so much gas, the industry uses that opportunity to refill underground storage, for example. That's not happened to the same degree this year. One of the big factors has been lower supply coming into Northwest Europe from Russia. Some see signs that Russia could be trying to essentially squeeze the Northern European market, boosting prices uh, to effectively put pressure on the EU and particularly Germany to hurry up and approve the startup of the highly politically controversial Nord Stream 2 pipeline. That's not the sole reason, though. You know, Russia potentially, yes, could be playing with things at the margin. Others just see signs that Russia has had to refill its own gas storage. But it's true that gas supplies globally are quite tight right now. That's the FT's energy editor, David Shepard. In China, more than a billion people have an app on their phone called Alipay. It's a phenomenally successful financial payments app that lets Chinese consumers pay for things online, in stores, and it even offers loans. Here's a Chinese TV commercial for Alipay. You can see a father and son in a clothing store, and the son's trying on a sharp new suit for a job interview. Oh, come on. 
He looks at the price and his face drops, so Dad offers to pay. Then the son looks up at the dad with a confident smile and says, No problem, Dad. I can pay with Huabe. That's Alipay's credit And then he says, Next month, hopefully, I can earn the money back. Dad's proud of his son and wishes him good luck on the interview. And then the tagline, with Alipay, life's good. But Chinese regulators are making life very hard for Alipay's parent company, Ant Financial. They've ordered Ant to split off Alipay's lucrative loans unit and create a separate app. They also ordered Ant to hand over all their user data. James King is the FT's global China editor. He's been following all the new regulations and policies Beijing's pushed through to gain control of the country's big tech companies and the data they've collected on Chinese citizens. Ever since about 2013, it's been clear that Xi Jinping, China's authoritarian leader, has wanted to do this. I mean, he said way back then that whoever controls data has the upper hand. James, can you tell me a bit more about what Beijing is up to with its Alipay restructuring? Because as you've reported, and also as we just heard in the commercial, Alipay is about a lot more than just online payments. It's connected to a much bigger array of services. And one of the main ones is something called Jiebei, which is a way of using the data that's embedded into your mobile phone as a means to assess your creditworthiness, right? And then according to whether or not the algorithm thinks you're creditworthy, it will say to you that it will lend you a certain amount of money at a certain interest rate at the tap of your mobile phone screen. But it has meant that Ant Group holds a huge amount of data far beyond just the data that it would have from being a payments app. And so what, uh, according to this exclusive story by the Financial Times, what we think is happening now is that Beijing has said that they want to strip out the data from this operation and put it into a joint venture company in which Ant Group will have a stake, but it will not have the majority stake. The majority will be owned by several state-owned companies. And what this gives Beijing is access at any time it wants into this enormous trove of data of, you know, some of the most personal things that Chinese do every day. And this is also happening after a long-running and really high-profile dispute between Beijing and Jack Ma, the founder of Ant Group. So now with this deal... Does it mean that Jack Ma caved in to pressure from Beijing? Of course, Jack Ma caved, and so did the Ant Group, and so would any company, whether they're state-owned or or privately owned in China. There only is one boss in China, and that's partly what this whole issue is all about. The Chinese Communist Party is sending the signal that it is firmly in control, and if data is going to be such a big part of the way 21st century economies work, then it wants to be in control of that too. Do you have any idea who might be Beijing's next target? And, and also more broadly, what does this tech crackdown mean for other entrepreneurs and their ability to innovate? And what does it mean for foreign investors? We don't know which company might be the next target, but uh, it's absolutely clear by looking at the different laws that have come out and are now either in draft form or have already been adopted 
this is a deep campaign with a long antecedents. And uh, you get the sense that Beijing is going to pursue this until the end. Because you just never know which huge regulatory broadside is going to be blasted at you uh, from which direction. Very little inkling of all of these laws and regulations and policies that have been issued over the last several weeks were telegraphed in any way at all. So, you know, it's a very tough operating environment for these companies, that's for sure. So, James, if Xi Jinping's goal is to create a high-tech authoritarian superpower, does it look like he's going to succeed? I mean, do you see anything that might trip him up? The aim of, of Xi Jinping to create what I called in this article a techno-authoritarian superpower, or as some other analysts call it, digital Leninism, is really a new frontier in the way that countries run. It's far from clear to me or to the analysts that I spoke to that, uh, that this is something that can be done. On paper, it seems feasible. The idea that if you know what everybody's doing at all times of the day, you can control them easier, that does seem logical to draw that conclusion. But does that in the end make the regime more sustainable? Does it in the end make it longer lived? Um, I think those are questions that, that really can't be answered at the moment, but there has to be a chance that people will rebel against this because they don't want to be suffocated by this uh, very intrusive control. You know, every movement they make can be monitored by the Chinese Communist Party. James King is the FT's Global China Editor. Before we go, the New York Metropolitan Opera has had a really hard pandemic. It's had lockdowns and labor disputes, and it hasn't staged any live opera in 18 months. But curtains will rise again next week. And the piece chosen for this momentous occasion is not an old favorite like La Boheme or Porgy and Bess. It's a two-year-old opera called Fire Shut Up in My Bones. It's a story of child abuse, desire for revenge, and forgiveness. It's by the Grammy Award-winning composer and jazz trumpeter Terence Blanchard. It's his debut at the Met, and it's also the Met's first-ever African-American composer. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.